Hey everyone, welcome to Friday Night Live with your host Ben and an unprecedented congressional hearing about UFOs, whistleblower David Grush not only exposed that the US government has downed alien craft, but that they also have recovered bodies of non-human origin. So both the mainstream media and the alternative media are in a frenzy talking about it. But the big question is, why now? What is David Grush not saying or not allowed to say? Who has been attending these hearings and why? What else is going on in the world at the very same time that's being ignored by the media in favor of this story? For one, there's the strange behavior of world leaders. So join me on this Friday Night Live with my special guest, Simon Esler, as we discuss all of this, plus bring you the top 10 weirder news of the week and a live Q&A only on Rise.TV. Simon, how are you doing? I'm very well. Uh, Rob's not able to be here today. I think he's traveling out of town. So Simon is with me. And by the way, if you're listening to um, our podcast, please give us a five-star rating and review so we can keep making these awesome content for you guys. Do it. So. <laughs> Do it right now. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, Simon. How are you doing? I'm great. I just spent the day on the beach. It was lovely. <laughs> Very, very relaxing. Saw a mm -hmm. snake. A snake snuck into this guy's backpack. Uh, in his backpack? It snuck into this guy's backpack. And then the guy, you know, it was actually, he responded to it in probably the kindest way he could. He ran over to my kids and said, hey, do you boys want to see a snake? And brought them over to see the snake that was trapped in his backpack. And then we all helped, like, hustle it back to the bush. So, wait, he didn't have it in his backpack on purpose. It, it just... No. It crawled in. You know, that's kind of in, in Canada. This freaky. happened. Yes. Oh, yes. On the beach. It's a, we were at Cherry Beach here in Toronto, and that snake. I don't know how the snake got into his backpack. I mean, there are snakes no, around that area, but really? the fact that it got into his bag was a bit weird. That is weird. I, yeah. I mean, here in Florida, we have these like black snakes that are kind of everywhere. I didn't really know much about them, but this was a gardener snake. Yeah, a gardener snake. That, yeah. yeah, it makes it's. I guess these black snakes are kind of similar. They don't really. Yeah, they're not really that dangerous, right? Like gardener snakes no. won't bite you or anything. No, no, it was terrified of us. It was just you know, yeah, that's hiding not... under stuff. So you know, we got it back to its <laughs> little bush, and it was all cozy and snuggled up in there. It was good. Nice. <clears throat> and um, before we started the show, you were saying you were going to go to New Jersey. Yes, I am headed to Bridgewater, New Jersey, for a screening of my film Cut on August fifth. <clears throat> so next week. So if you are in that area or you know people in that area, uh, send them. Send them to, uh, to come see this film. And I'm, I'm going to do a Q&A after, a little presentation. We're going to talk about you know, ways to create local action, ways to get informed, and to protect kids from all of this. Mm -hmm. It should be a really great experience. So yeah, flying out next Friday, and the screening is on Saturday. So please, please come join if you're in the area. That's awesome. So, <laughs> yeah, and you can go to daughtersofthewestfilm.com as you can see right here. If you can't make it and you just want to watch the film cozy in your home, you can get it video on demand right there. Yeah, you did such an amazing job on that documentary. I, I was really blown away by how good it was. So, thank you. That, I appreciate it. Yeah, hopefully, it can really. continue to make a positive impact. I'm really glad to connect that the, the in person connections are the best because that's where. They you are. Know, yes. It's really so meaningful when you really get connected with people in person and you talk about the issues in person. You don't have a, the internet between you manipulating every aspect of your interactions. <laughs> See, that doesn't even look like you anymore. <laughs> I've changed. I know I've changed. I don't, uh, yeah, zoom right in there. <laughs> it's like, I, I used to have like big earrings too back in the day. Oh, yeah, the big black earrings. It's been a while. I, I, I could bring them back. I got I some like pretty the... harsh feedback about the earrings, though. I gotta say, no, 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 no. Actually, I had the uh, the horseshoe, like the giant horseshoe ones. I had like <laughs> I had a bunch of those in my ears, so it's funny. I should do some yeah. new headshots, I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, um, before we get started, um, we have the Bendella effects. So, yeah, start with this one. So, um, so I just I just learned this 
yesterday. Now, now this could just be something that we, you know, everyone just kind of forgets. I mean, because there are possible. some of these cases where it, it sometimes it's like maybe we're forgetting things, like the Shaggy without the Ab- Adam Adam's apple, like hands down. That that's just weird. But <laughs> grenadine, what is what is it? What flavor is it? <laughs> Like some kind of cherry situation. So, so like this is the stuff that it's like growing up as kids, you'd get a Coke and then it's like, oh, I want a cherry Coke. And they always put um, grenadine in it, you know, and then like yeah. those, what are those candy cherries? The maraschino cherries. Yeah, maraschino. That's it. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, and, and so the other, the other day, someone was talking i heard i overheard people talking about this and then um someone was like no grenadine is is pomegranate and i i i was like what did it change (laughs) and they're like no it's always been pomegranate and and like grenadine gets its word from granite from like pomegranate so it does make sense but I, and then I was I was asking everybody what 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 is grenadine? What? Every single person said it was cherry, and and then because I, I, I was at this cafe working, and then I, I wish I would have gotten a video of this, and then on the screen they just had the trivial tr- trivia questions just flashing, and one of them was literally what fruit is gr- is grenadine made out of, and all of us were freaking out about it, and it, it was pomegranate and. Wow. For the life of me, it just it, it just blows my mind. I I, I I was like, is this just one of those things where you just order a cherry Coke and, and it just has grenadine and it's like this cherry flavor? But then it's like, well, then it's not cherry flavor. So then it's not a cherry Coke. <laughs> I got to say, I think one of my favorite drinks is like a Dirty Shirley uses grenadine, but they push it as like a cherry soda style drink. They yeah, say there's grenadine. It's all about the cherries, so that's how it's marketed. Yeah, yeah. Now some people in the chat are are, are definitely saying pomegranate. It's like no, you know, they remember yeah. pomegranate, but I I don't know. I, I like I said, maybe it's just one of those things where Convenient. you just associate it with cherry. And but, but we have to examine every possibility, people. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we must. Thus is the nature of the Bandela effect. <laughs> That is true. That is true. I, I found a, 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 a that was like there's another one that I got, but I'll, I'll save it for next week. So it's pretty interesting. So we'll figure that one out. All right. Why don't we um, kind of get into more of this uh, UFO stuff and the hearing and everything that is coming out? Um, this this very, very control, controlled disclosure scenario. Yeah. Yeah. It is um, tightly, tightly controlled. Like very much controlled. So, in fact, so, watch this. Check out this video. Someone filmed this at a gym that they were at, and um, this is the mainstream media talking about it. Hmm. This really tells you a lot, I think, actually. Yeah. Because you think about, like, again, controlled. We're going to talk about controlled and how controlled the mainstream media is. Uh, when they all in their freaky little network all cover the same thing at the same time mm-hmm. when has that been a sign of anything honest going on <laughs> well that's what that's what made me think about a lot of things okay let's see yeah. you can't really tell from this but all, all of this is about the um Every single media here is all talking about the uh, the UFO hearing. Yeah, we're looking at wall to wall coverage. Yeah, yeah. No. I mean, this is all that's pretty much been on every mainstream platform, whether it's the right, the left, alternative media, you know, or or just straight up like CNN. Um, and it, it it's something that's, you know, when when New York Times broke that. Um, the Tic Tac UFO. Mm-hmm. Everyone started covering it, and New York Times, I think, thought that the story was going to get massive, and instead, it was just kind of one of those things where majority of the people out there were just kind of like, "Well, yeah, we already know there's something in our skies." You know, that's that's not the question. The question is, 
what is this? And does the U does does the U.S. government have knowledge of this? You know, or like alien craft or alien beings or whatever. You know, and so um, th this is why it's just so strange that it's like, why is this happening? right now right now exactly because this is well timed it's well coordinated it's about saturating the public in one particular narrative mm -hmm. okay so that's the tic tac yeah and you know it's like which isn't much at all the tic tac was nothing if, yeah. if you've studied ufology the tic tac was a bit of a silly joke it's kind of insulting really yeah you're kind of right it really is you know, and that that was it. it. It was like, OK, if you're really going to reveal something, just show, you know, obviously, <laughs> let alone like having I'm sure, you know, somewhere the military industrial complex, whatever, has all these massive in-depth photos and video of real UFOs. Yet yeah. they they also just have them in the hangars. They could just go over there and just, you know fly their own craft and then just take photos of that and release that if they really wanted to. So. Yes. We could have 4k footage of working craft. hundred percent. The idea that it all has to be like grainy, sketchy. There's like this constant struggle. Like, Oh, I don't know. We might, we'll try to get something, but we can't. It's such nonsense. Such nonsense. Yeah, it really is. Oh, Lindsay, can you show this map? So this is, this is something interesting that I found. Mm -hmm. So this is a map of, um sightings all around the world uh collect like people that that have collected this information and the thing is is that okay it's clearly there's a lot more sightings in the u.s than anywhere else so um, why why yeah yeah look at that that is bonkers <laughs> now Granted, some of these in the other countries, they may not report them. They may not have a system to report them, you know, so I don't really know where they're exactly pulling this information from. But I think that you have unique, you do have a unique circumstance in the U.S. that, that lends itself to this, right? So first of all, you have a military industrial complex like no other that mm -hmm. is funded to the tune of trillions. You also have uh you know a uh, a co you know a series of corporate contractors that work with the military industrial com complex these contractors are you know potentially developing their own let's say reverse engineered craft so you have the compartmentalized programs in the military then you have the defense contractors with their own compartmentalized programs outside of the military and i would say that just on sheer scale the United States has these things more than any other country, I think. Yeah, yeah. And, and also, to be fair, okay, so I was looking more into who, where this, the statistics from that were coming from. And it was a, like an American organization that was collecting things, you know? So it's like, okay, well, that does kind of make a little bit more sense since it's based out of, out of the U.S. We're, we're obviously going to see those, you know? So, um, and, and, you know, in some of these other locations especially like south america depending on where they are i mean they they may not have a like i said they may not even have a system to report this some people may be even right. afraid to report it you know yeah um so there's all kinds of uh different scenarios out there but i think the point is that there's probably just more man-made crafts in america I think that's probably yes. what you're seeing yeah. there right that, that, that's 100 percent. I, I i completely agree with you especially with the, like you said, the military industrial complex and looking at it from that perspective, um, you know, yeah, like underline the word industrial, right? Because <laughs> if it's industrial, it means they're like pumping out UFOs on like a factory level, like, you know. Exactly. So I, I that's why it makes me wonder um, really what's going on with, uh, yeah, it, like what we're seeing, like this Tic Tac UFO actually prop most. And most likely it is a, is a government of, uh, associated, you know, craft that was reverse engineered, but okay. Let's Lindsay. Yeah. Show this. This is, um, on, this is also on Twitter. I don't know if I'm going to be able to call Twitter X. This is just so strange. Yeah, this is on X. It's like, uh, I, I, I mean, um, and now it's not a tweet. So if it's not a tweet, what is it now? Yeah. An X. -ter? 
and and X team. I don't know. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't what do you call it? Through. What is All right. It? Anyway, this is this is one of the more bomb bombshell um, videos, I guess you could say, or or parts of parts throughout this hearing. This is one of the more bombshell parts of it. I guess I'm trying to say intelligent extraterrestrials. Something I can't discuss in public setting. Um, okay, I can't ask when you think this occurred. <laughs> um, if you believe we have crashed craft, uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Um, were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. And was this documentary evidence, this video, photos, eyewitness? Like, how would that be determined? The specific documentation I would have to talk to you and Skiff about. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, okay. So, and, and you may or may not be able to answer my last question, and maybe we get into a Skiff at the next hearing that we have, but who in the government either, what agency, sub-agency, what contractors, who should be called into the next hearing about UAPs, either in a public setting or even in a private setting? And, and you probably can't name names, but what agencies or organizations, contractors, et cetera, do we need to call in to get these questions answered, whether it's about funding, what programs are happening, and what's out there? I can give you a specific cooperative and hostile witness list of specific individuals uh, that were in those. And, and how soon can we get that list? I'm happy to provide that to you after the hearing. Super. Thank you. And I yield back. Okay. What's Very your thoughts? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, there's a lot of layers to this. So you have him admitting to, you know, the, the existence of these entities, these biological entities. So he's saying that there are ETs recovered. Now I know that the Pentagon has responded to this saying, this isn't true. Okay. So we have the, they've created the, you know, the narrative that says it, and then they have the counter narrative that creates the, you know, the reasonable doubt for all the hardcore skeptics. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I always notice with this, and this to me is like a really big deal, they never get into the free energy aspect of it, the technology of it, that the extent to which the technology could completely undermine our whole, our whole economy, the fossil fuel-based economy, the whole like push to go to electric that's going on. Like Toronto was covered in electric battery propaganda right now from the government of Ontario. So to me, that piece, they're carefully leaving out of all of this, the technology that would drastically revolutionize our whole society and our whole economy, everything. That's yeah. Well, it, okay. It, that, that's exactly what, what, what I feel like too. And, and in fact, um, it, the way he words, this is so it's crafted so carefully because, you know, they stay away from the word aliens. They stay, they even stay away from extraterrestrials. He just says biological. What, what, he doesn't even say beings. He just no, says, it was weird. What was it? Uh, biologics. But just by what he said, he just, he just said biologics, I think. Non-human biologics. That might be it. So yeah. in reality, he could literally be talking about microbes that they found in these crafts that it's like, let's just say they find a craft. Oh, there's no aliens in it, but we found these like evidence of microbes or something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's why this is very convoluted and not kind of ambiguous because yeah, it, you know, it, well, it's part of the control of what, so when they control the language, yeah. when they control the language this tightly, they're trying to control thinking around the issue. So similar to them switching the language from UFO to UAP, that's all about control. It's all about controlling the parameters of thought surrounding this issue. So when they start to say, these are the terms that we have to use to discuss this, to me, that's an exercise of control, of thought control, and it ensures that things stay within a particular narrative 
And you're right. It gives them this sort of plausible deniability down the line. Yes. If they decide they want to do something with this narrative, they absolutely could say, no, we didn't say there were pilots. Actually, it's true. We just found some bacteria and the ship was empty. <laughs> oh, so, gotcha. so like we, we found evidence of alien bacteria. Yes. You know, and that's yeah. it. So yeah. that's why, you know, she she asks directly, was alien bodies recovered in this? And um, so, Lindsay, can you play that again? I, I want to like hear his exact response of his language, here, how yeah. he said that again. Yeah, uh, it's rehearsed. Yeah, it, it totally is. And, yeah. and he's like, you know, if you watch my interview on um, what, News what? Nation, News Nation, you know, yeah. I never really heard too much about new News Nation until he came out. And I started doing a little bit of research. They're actually owned by Nexstar Media Group. Next Star Media Group was created by somebody named John Muse. Um, there's not like a whole lot of information about this, but yeah, play just play a little bit. I want to hear this one more time. Intelligent extraterrestrials. Something I can't discuss in public setting. Um, okay, I can't ask when you think this occurred. <laughs> um, if you believe we have crashed craft, uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Biologics. Um, biologics, yep. Were yeah. They... Keep playing, keep playing. I guess human or non-human biologics. Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. And was this oh, documentary okay. evidence, this video, photos, eyewitness? Like, how would that be determined? The specific documentation I would have to talk to you in a skiff about. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, okay, so okay. you so, can, can stop it. All right, so non-human biologics, it leaves the door wide, wide open. open. <laughs> yeah. What it's like? What the hell does that even mean? Really, it was a drone, and we found some cats in it. <laughs> That's it. It was just a drone with some cats. Non-human biologics. That's it. Like they just so carefully craft craft this. And okay, so we were saying earlier before the show that this is a limited hangout. So for people that don't know, that's a, a particular tactic that is used for classified operations when they create. Uh, you know, a, a narrative that is crafted, uh, you know, with some psychological uh, constructs in mind to make sure that you only get a little bit of the truth, just enough that it appeases people and makes them yes. feel like they're getting a disclosure moment when in fact what they have withheld is paramount to what's really going on. And so they just, they hang that little, that limited hangout. They just dip that little bit out there. Biologics, non-human biologics, cats, cats in a drone. As if you will, <laughs> cats in it. <laughs> I mean that, that you're absolutely right. And then they can also come back and, and and say something to the extent, oh well, we you know actually our military does have this kind of technology, you know, crafts, and yeah, it, it was just a non-human bio. You're right. Oh, they, right. someone had a pet. It's like that snake that got into that guy's backpack. <laughs> yeah. It's just, just a snake that just got into our drone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, we got to play a trailer. When we get back, we'll, right. we'll continue this conversation, you guys. And speaking... Welcome to Edge of Wonder, where the weird gets even weirder. You know, out of all the craziest theories out there, none is more fascinating than the idea that giant reptilian beings, serpent people, dracos, Lizard people, or more formally, reptoids, could really exist. Yeah, this is one creature that a lot of us have a hard time grasping. Are there really shape-shifting lizard beings controlling things behind the scenes, or even controlling people? Well, if you said yes to that question, then congratulations. According to an article from The Wire, you're one of the 12 million people who believe reptilians are not only real, but are even controlling politics. And if you believe that, then you're branded a paranoid, raging conspiracy theorist slash lunatic who is dangerous to society. Well then, that is what the media would call you if they were secretly being controlled by reptilian aliens, right? Of course, this poll was taken back in 2013 and a lot's changed in 10 years. Yeah, that 12 million people might have even doubled now. 
But whether or not you believe in the most extreme theories, the concept of strange reptoid beings ever existing is still a fascinating topic to dig into. So is this all a giant hoax, or is there actually something to this reptilian agenda? Oh man, <laughs> you know, I've been watching Secret Invasion, and it's really all about that. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's just like actual shape-shifting reptilians waging a war on humans. Like, it's they're just going for it. There, There's... Yeah, actually, I, I've been um, I've been watching a little bit of that, too. Uh, and it's just it's crazy how many things in movies and TV shows like what was that show V? It was yeah. essentially the same thing. Yes. Um, there's I'm off top of my head. I'm, I'm trying to think. But I, I'm I've been kind of shocked to find out how many um, TV shows are talking about this. Then there, there's that. Sh there's also a couple cartoon or like adult cartoon shows one is um um oh that conspiracy one right yeah i always forget the name of it man yeah, it's on netflix time. it's on netflix uh i i always forget the name of it anyway that that one that's on netflix and there was another one oh um resident alien it goes into that as well it actually talks about specifically reptilians and everything else and this uh, it's just really weird that there's all of these shows and of course, you got the Simpsons, you know, when they were. Oh, yeah. The inside yeah, Job. That, there it is. That's Inside Job. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, Inside Job. And then, yes, like Secret Invasion is a pretty big deal, like, because that's a big budget show. They're yeah, going all it out is. With that. Yeah. Marvel and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. So, you guys, that trailer was, is now out on rise.tv you can find or you can find the show for the trailer or the trailer you just saw for the full episode on rise.tv along with all of our other episodes that we have done um last five four years uh rob and i so you can find all everything on there and we have a bunch of other things we have simon on there doing his own he has his own show along with uh a um your comedy special that you did that was amazing yes. so yeah, it's good. Good library stuff. Actually, uh, you know, really right now. So with so many people moving to homeschooling, people need to check out season three of Worlds Within because it's all about the history of education and the, the metaphysics and the philosophy of homeschooling and unschooling. It's mm -hmm. become even more relevant than when I made it. I was ahead of the curve yeah, back then. Really? Mm -hmm. It really is. Okay, so now we're at Joe Rogan. I, I haven't... Um, Dude, this I haven't seen this. Oh, yeah, sorry. So Lindsay's showing your your. Oh your, yes, yes. You know my my uh, my dystopian imaginarium. Great will, title. It will blow your mind. Yeah, it's great. It, it really is. Um. Yeah. So that's our Rise.TV platform. If you haven't checked it out, come over and check it out, you guys, and support what we do, so we can keep making this awesome content and keep bringing you the truth that a lot of censors have been. And you know what? Actually, if you guys go to simonessler.com, I have links to some of the, uh, there are some previews to some of those educational episodes on my nice. YouTube channel. So if you go to simonessler.com, you actually get previews to some of those episodes. You can check them out and uh, see what it's all about. <clears throat> so Lindsay, let's show this, uh, Joe. So this, this is super interesting. Everything Joe Rogan is on the exact same wavelength we are. And, and it's kind of refreshing to hear him talk about it from this angle, because my understanding, and in fact, Rob and I were kind of talking about this a little bit before the hearing is that if they're declassifying, like, for example, CNN was talking about how the military may have anti-gravity craft. So, if they're talking about this and the same thing happened, you know, when, when they, re, when they, um, it is so interesting because Rob and I were talking about this exact scenario when the stealth bomber came out, it, it was just, it was mind blowing, you know, it was, but it's like, if they're declassifying the stealth bomber back in the eighties or it was like the seventies or eighties, even clearly they have technology that far exceeds what the self bomber is today. So Absolutely. the question is, what, are, what do they have now? If they're starting to talk about anti-gravity craft, then what the heck technology 
do they have? What are they really using? Like the idea that it's still jet powered yeah. at all, you know, that we're basically using giant matchsticks. It, it's a hundred year old technology. It's so silly. It's so silly. <laughs> oh, with trillion dollar budgets, we just stuck with the old matchstick inside a metal tube. That's it. No. Yeah. It goes, it goes against common sense entirely. It, can, it really does. So, okay, Lindsay, why don't you show this for a little bit? So, oh yeah. Oh, sorry. To give some backstory, he's interviewing um, Mark um, uh, and, well, shoot, what's his name? Ander, Anderson scene or something. Um, so oh, Mark, Mark Andreessen. Yeah. Okay. So he is the guy that literally created, um, I think it's the JPEG. Oh, okay. So th this dude has a long history in the tech world. He he really is like a pioneer of a lot of the things that we use uh, for computers today. So this this dude is not like a small guy, and he's very active on Twitter, and um, with uh, he's been like kind of responding to a lot of things. Like him and Elon kind of been responding to each other over, over the last like couple years about different things too. So, okay. Why don't we play this? The thing about this news, news max news nation, news nation. The thing about this news nation is they're spending an inordinate amount of time on UFOs, mm -hmm. inordinate amount of time on this David Grush case. And I'm increasingly more suspicious I'm increasingly more skeptical. Like the more I see, the more people confirming it, the more I'm like, something's not right. And then to see that this channel is the one that's covering it the most. I'm like, this seems like something seems something's off. Um, Senator, you know, Senator Rubio, who's on the mm -hmm. Senate Intelligence Committee and has all the clearances, gave an interview the other day where he went into quite a bit of detail. And yeah, I he's saw it. at least heavily hinting that there's he's heavily hinting that he talked to someone yeah, that, that says that there's something that there are real well yeah. he's sort of yes he's sort of hinting that there are real whistleblowers with real knowledge i want to talk to the guy that sees the ship that's it <laughs> yeah. no one else yeah. all yeah. this i talked to a guy who says yeah. that they have these things yeah i don't mean that doesn't mean anything to me yeah i want to see the <laughs> fucking ship yeah and until then i, I just feel like i'm being hosed yeah. it just seems too laid out on a platter yeah so it's a so then of course one of the theories is it's a it's a sort of a it's an astroturf story like is yes. that an astroturf story is that a manufactured story that's being used to distract from would it be to distract from or would it be to cover up some sort of a secret program yeah. some military drone program or something of the like right yeah well i mean there's been rumors for a long time that the original ufos right where basically it was a disinformation program covering up for the, the skunk works the the um the, the development of like stealth fighters and bombers and hmm. all these uh, programs in the 50s and 60s but Interesting. i don't know if that's ever been proven well i'm sure probably some experimental craft were mistaken for ufos yeah if for you sure. see a stealth fighter for the first time i saw one for it, the first time it, it's pretty crazy <laughs> I saw one then, uh, right around September 11. We were uh, filming Fear Factor in California, and I was out near uh, Edwards Air Force Base, hmm. and I got to see one fly overhead. It's magic. It's yep. like, they actually wow. show it here. Yep. Like complete Star Wars. Like as it's flying, like this is crazy. Yep. And if you didn't know that that was a thing, 100%, you would think that's from another world. Yep, exactly. And I can imagine that was developed what year? How long ago? How many decades ago? 40 or 50 years ago. Yeah. 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 Like, look at that thing. Yeah. If you'd be like, they're coming. <laughs> oh my God, they're coming. But if, yep. if you can imagine that was 40 or 50 years ago, 40 or 50 years of advancement, like yep. who knows what they're doing now? Yep, exactly. And if I was going to cover it up, I would just start talking about aliens. You know, it's the best way to do it. <laughs> Don't you think? It's a crowd pleaser. Do you have an opinion on that? Or is this something that you find ridiculous until there's like real data? All right, yeah, you can stop it from here. Okay. I like Yeah. No, he's super on point because Yeah, look, he is. The media has been so controlled and manipulated with absolutely everything up until now. Are we really supposed to believe that this is the one thing that's like slipping through? This is this is like slipping through the cracks? No. Doesn't make any sense. That's nonsense. You know, like, uh, and it's true. News Nation, I've noticed this as well. They've been similar with the whole trans issue. So News Nation has been very uh, big on interviewing detransitioners. 
Really? Which I also was like, what is going on here? Because it's like, what's his name is one of the hosts, right? Um, who got booted from, uh, God, what is his name? One of the hosts of News Nations. I'm uh, looking it up now. You know that, what I mean? I don't know he too much. He got oh, fired from Cuomo. Is it Cuomo? Yeah, 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 Cuomo. That's He's weird. one of the hosts on News Nation. Weird. Chris Cuomo. So Chris yes. Cuomo is um is the brother of um of um Andrew Cuomo, who was the former or I is is he still the governor of New York? I don't know. Gosh. He was governor during COVID and that was a disaster and a half, but so Cuomo getting a job on News Nation, and he's one of the people that is interviewing all these detransitioners. And so I'm like, what, what is with him? Like someone who I absolutely do not trust at all in any way. Why is he suddenly the source of all this oppositional content? If he's not controlled opposition, I can't imagine who is. I mean, it's absolutely... Yeah, I, I completely agree. And you, yeah, and like Joe Rogan's interesting because he's he's doing it a very smart way where he's not really he hasn't really fully taken sides. But if you watch him enough and listen to what he says outside of a show, actually, you can get a really good idea of where he is, uh, especially when because he, he's actually featured on the Ancient Apocalypse with Graham Hancock. Uh, I at least in one episode might be a little bit more than that. And, and they really riffed on the mainstream media a lot. And, you know, so it's like, you can, you can kind of, and like, there's people that I like indirectly know that know him and, um, or, or the other way around. Like I know that indirectly know him. I'm sorry. That's what I meant to say. And you know, they're all kind of saying the same thing. It's like, yeah, actually, you know, he, he really knows what's going on. It's just that to reach more of a mainstream audience, you know, he's trying to be a little bit more. Yeah, um, he's being tactical. He's being very tactical about what yeah, he's doing. I appreciate you know? it, actually, because it widens his reach and he's it a does. powerful force. He's a very powerful force. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so we have here this list of people. Yes. This is really informative. So the picture of these people that are all at the hearing right here. Okay. This is really interesting. Um, especially Jeremy Corbell. Okay. So Jeremy Corbell has been involved as a documentary filmmaker in the ufology space. Okay. So that guy on the, the far right there. Okay. Yeah. The guy on the far, the, wearing like the green shirt there. Yeah. Yeah. The military guy. <laughs> yeah. More military yeah. Very obviously military. military looking. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> so obvious. He's supposedly this like breakthrough ufology filmmaker. Yeah, he he's the one that that um, did the documentary with um, Bob Lazar. That's right. He put up yeah. the Bob Lazar documentary. He was working with the former singer of Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, he was a little bit. Yeah, right. They crossed paths a little bit. Now I know also that he was very out outspoken against uh, secret space program information. He openly attacked Jordan Sather on a numerous, numerous occasions. <laughs> he, he was so anti-Jordan Sather, which, yeah, I don't know, take it or leave it. But at the yeah. time, Jordan was very focused on exposing secret space programs. Right, yeah. And he worked very hard to attack Jordan's character. So I've watched this guy for a while. Yeah, and he do. really is trying to keep people in one lane, in one narrative. He's very much about curating that. So I do think that picture says a lot. Uh you know? Yeah, well, and the other guy too, um, James Clapper. Mm -hmm. He, out of everyone on there, you got George Knapp, who was like a famous reporter. Um, and he's tied up with the whole, the documentary that Corbell did. Yes, he is Lazar, too. right? Yeah. He was like the main reporter that was connected to Lazar, I believe. Yes, he, he was actually. Yes, he was the one actually that, that brought out the documentary or brought out he Bob Lazar's story. story. Yes. He had a tape. Bob Lazar, according, according to Bob Lazar himself, he said that he decided they're in the studio. They did the interview. He decided that he didn't want to show it anymore. And he said he wrestled George Knapp over the video 
And then George Knapp like threw the video to his producer and they put it in the thing and it showed on TV. So that that's that's according to like Bob Lazar himself. I don't know if that's what happened or whatever, but that's according to Bob Lazar. Um, then you have James Clapper. James Clapper was the head of the um, director, national intelligence, um, the director, director of national intelligence for um, during, I think, Bush's uh, Bush Jr. and Obama's term. This dude, um, <laughs> every time I see this photo, I, I'm sorry. He just, for some reason, some kind of alien thing comes into my mind. And maybe it's just like giant forehead, you know, it's their, their, yeah. their cone head shape head or something. But this guy was the main person to be behind how Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation. Aha. Excellent point. Yeah. He was the main one. Um, yeah. He he was so the one who should get zero trust. That's why as soon as I saw him on this panel or behind with ever all the whole group of people there, I was like, whoa, that is like the biggest red flag <laughs> out of all of these names right now. Now, Jeremy Corbell, I understand some of his points. His thing is like he he only wants to talk about it if he believes there's 100 percent solid proof. He's not going to talk about anything that somebody has that can't back up what they're saying. I get that, but he's very narrow minded in this in that aspect, because, I mean, you look at like Stephen Greer, the same time that David Grush came out the exact same week that he came out on. What was that? I don't want to say Newsmax, but what, what was it called again? News Nation. News Nation. The same the same week, Stephen Greer had the UFO hearing in Washington and he had all his military people come in and talk about what they've seen. Most of them, or, or actually all of them, were firsthand accounts. Yeah, Every single one of them. Which is, that, goes back to what Rogan was saying. It's like, I don't want the, the guy who heard from the guy. Right. I want the actual witness. Yes. And David Grush, is he, he doesn't have any firsthand experience. Yeah, he's, he's once removed. He's, he's saying, I saw the documents. The documents were handed to me. He could have seen photos. He could have seen video. That is something he could have seen. But, you know, he's kind of representing a larger group of people that aren't coming forward. And my question is, why aren't they coming forward? Exactly. And if you were working in one of these programs and you wanted to curate a narrative, if you wanted to create a limited hangout, what better way to do it than to hand a guy some documents and make that guy think this is true and then have that guy parade the narrative in the documents out to the public? That's the perfect way to, to, to really wage narrative warfare. I, I, I 100% agree with that. And, and then also, even though, okay, this guy's swearing under oath what he has seen, but then they can always come back and, and say, oh, these photos were faked or the guy's story didn't check exactly. out, you know, and then he could just be like, well, I'm sorry. You know, these are the people that came to me with the information they have. So, yep. so it's sorry. like, he's, yeah. So it's like, well, I swore on my testimony. Yes, this is, this is the information that I was given. I'm sorry. It turned out it wasn't true or something like that, you know, and that's what always bothers me with this. And, yeah. and the stuff that's really coming out with the Stephen Greer more narrative aspect is is insane i mean it, it's like using this technology for specifically for like human trafficking purposes it's like we have anti-gravity craft now we we can actually go to these places and do whatever we want no one's gonna stop us no one can even stop us the pentagon doesn't even know what's going on you have all these like subconscious sub contractors you know yeah. these other companies that are out there and he does mention that you know like skunk works and whatnot so um not saying that skunk works no i mean they're just building stuff you know so there's this whole it's almost like a black market military operation going on well here's where, the question right because if yeah. you think about it in terms of skunk works and these defense contractors so they make they sign a deal with the government okay and they get in on the classified material. So their company gets access to the classified material. What is stopping that developer from them taking that 
and launching their own program outside of the U.S. military. Yeah. Like, how would you stop them? How would you stop them from creating their own covert program that is not uh, restricted by military oaths or any of the moral structures that are inherent in the military? You know, yeah. Like, yeah. so because then it allows them to develop it outside of those constraints, which really, I think, is quite startling. And it goes back to what we were saying earlier about the U.S. being sort of lit up like a Christmas tree in terms of UFO sightings. I think that's part of it. Because these these defense contractors were given access to covert programs with recovered craft, and then they went and squirreled that away and started doing their own stuff, and they were probably able to develop it faster, you know, without the military yeah. oaths and all the, the you know what I mean, like because the, then you you know they don't have to struggle with getting government funding and getting government approval and going into meetings with in skiffs and you know <laughs> getting the approval. They're just like we have the like money. We have the technology. Let's go. <laughs> you know? Yeah. All right. We're going to play and we have to play another trailer and we get back. We'll talk about what's been in the news this past week. <laughs> that's being ignored because everyone's so focused on this UFO thing. That's my first thought. It was like, okay, what else is going on in the news right now? You know, why, why now? And what happened the same day that the, the, the UFO hearing came out that's the most important part so we'll, we'll get into that when we come back do you have deep questions that really need answers the brain is partially operating not just in this world there are yep. things connected into other dimensions if quantum energy can affect by prayer then haven't we scientifically proven prayer Watch our Dig Deep Q&A segment this Friday Night Live and ask us your spiritual questions on Rise.TV. You've heard of the Mandela Effect, but have you heard of the Bendela Effect? We were talking about Tank Man, the most famous photo of the 20th century. There's different variations of what actually happened. I don't remember that happening either. Don't miss Friday Night Live on Rise.TV. <laughs> All right. That's us. That's the thing we're doing right now. That is the thing we're doing right now. Yes, it is. All right. In so. The news. <laughs> Yeah. So, okay. And I know that there's a, there's some things that I want to make sure that you, um, we get into that you want to talk about too. And, yeah. but yeah, but I think the big thing is what is going on in the media or what happened, you know, in the world this week Yeah. and the same day the UFO story or the hearing went on Wednesday was the same day the Hunter Biden hearing happened exact same day that's a big deal that's a big deal especially given what you were saying about clapper being directly involved in suppressing the hunter biden laptop and now he's over there drawing everyone's attention to this limited hangout come on yeah so that was the one thing um yeah it's fine um yeah that that's the one that that's the main thing and so uh he entered. So what happened was he pled guilty. The judge came back and was like, basically they kind of rejected certain aspects of the case because certain other evidence was there. Um, he was expected to plead guilty to two misdemeanor accounts. And then what happened was um, because they realized the judge was like, okay, this isn't making sense. The whole thing fell apart. And then he all of a sudden plead not guilty. So he changed it from guilty to not guilty. And that's like the big thing that happened. Then we have um, Obama's chef. Yes. That, on the, what was he? He was uh, on a stand-up paddleboard? Yeah. That's what it was, right? Yeah. So then he died this week. And there's still the big question of who made the call and who was with him. There was somebody with him, obviously. And then the 911 dispatcher told the person that was going out there someone will meet you at the gate so everyone's asking who made the call why did it take 19 hours to find it and find his body and who was the other person we still don't have an answer to that 
Um, then we have um, all the stuff with RFK, Robert F. Kennedy. Uh, all this so he's getting denied Secret Service protection. Yes, he is. This is... <laughs> it's like on the edge of saying you want him assassinated. It's like right just to the precipice of that. I kind of feel that way too. And then, of course, we have everything with the, uh, you know, all these people this past week. Tons of, a lot of people um, collapsed this week. Uh, famous people, I mean, specifically, you know, and then um, so it's and there, there's a big document that was released showing that, yes, getting I don't even know what to call it. Anymore. Yeah, that was from Pfizer, right? Yeah, yeah. Get, yeah. Getting this could so, lead to um, Mario Caritis or what, you know, the, the heart problems and everything else. And like, Mario you know, yeah. <laughs> and like RFK, actually, he made a point. Um, in one of some interview he was giving, he's like, look, we're not, we're not trying, you know, it, it, the problem is that it's not really cause to worry. If you got this, what, what's caused to worry is that they're not telling people the truth. So it's like, you can, you could receive help now and get checked out knowing what the issue is. Hey, right. am I going to have this problem in the future? Can, yeah. can you look into this for me? And they can already treat this issue but by not addressing it, then it's like it's it's just kind of like having a loaded gun. Where, where it's, it's sort of like the, it's like a retroactive informed consent scenario where it's like, yeah. OK, arguably there wasn't great informed consent because there was we were told there will be no spread. It will totally protect you. All those things. Those were overtly said by Fauci and many others. That's easy to quote. So there wasn't the informed consent wasn't really properly done. So, OK, let's say that was just a whoopsies. That was just a little whoopsies. You could try to correct that by saying, hey, okay, if you're someone about this, let us inform you since you consented so that you can protect yourselves and your loved ones. I think yeah. that's very, yeah. very common sense. It's not even conspiratorial at all. I agree. And actually, I, I have to actually correct something I said on Tuesday about the Obama um, or about the, the guy that died. Um, the initial reports from the media said that uh, Obama and Michelle were not at the house. But now um, that may not be 100% true because it, it was just the media that was reporting it. And, and I couldn't find any evidence to back it up one way or the other as I looked more into it. So anyway, not saying that Obama has anything to do with this. I'm just saying that, that it, it's still open the, up in the air, whether they were home or during that time or, or were there at one point. Like that, that's the question. And um, to this day, since this has happened, uh, Obama has not made any official statement or they have not asked him anything, said anything. So hmm. don't know what's going on with that. But um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, all this stuff is so crazy. So, so yeah. But I think the, I think getting back to this UFO stuff, I, I do kind of think that, um, you know, it, it it's like, why would they play this card now? You know, it's like they've been talking about this for a while. Why all of a sudden, like, we may have non-human bio... Biologics. Biologics. <laughs> non-human biologics. You know, I think we talked about this before on the show, maybe last time I was on or maybe the time before that. But, but uh, you know, about the Overton window, about how... You know, the Overton window is this this window of concepts that are ex acceptable, right? And then outside the Overton window is the things you can't talk about. And the mm. things that are acceptable are the things in which you're allowed to make policy changes and actually, like, do things, right? Again, I'll say that they have seemingly, very carefully, kept the UFO subject in a very controlled manner in the Overton window. Like, they've just been dropping stories consistently... Actually, pretty much since like the whole COVID thing began, they've really kept it in the Overton window, I would say. Mm -hmm. To me, that is about keeping it in the Overton window so that at any time they have the public's attention in a position where it can be misdirected based on what's going on. Like, you know, it looks to me like that kind of warfare, you know, in my opinion, it's possible because the Overton window is something that's very easy to control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Hundred percent. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it really is. So, 
Oh man. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's so, it really is like mind boggling how this is just like coming out, but you know, and, and like, okay, I can also understand there, there's a lot of people out there in the disclosure community are really happy about it. And I, I mean, I mean, ultimately I am too. It's like, finally, you know, there, there is the media is finally paying attention to this. And that's one aspect where it's like, okay, you know, cool. You know, finally something's kind of going on with well, it. Because we can run with it. Those of us yeah. that are well-informed can run with it and can, you know, we can do a lot of legwork with this because a lot of people have been crazily red pilled over the last three, four years. Right. Right. So you, have, you have a lot of open minds now, minds that are more open than they were to uh, possibilities, to just greater possibilities. And I think you're right. There's some optimism we can use here because always, even if you have, let's say it is a limited hangout, you have the opportunity to run with it and help people expand their understanding of what may be going on. Just help them hold possibilities and conceptualize things that they may be not Maybe they weren't able to conceptualize these things before. Right. Yeah. That. Ah, it's so funny. <laughs> but then you have this. Okay. So there's, I, I do want to touch on this thing that we have there. The humanity can't handle aliens claim. Can we do that one? Oh, yeah. Because this is interesting to me that, uh, you know, you have, this is like another sort of counter narrative. Yes. You know? Humanity can't handle aliens. Uh, and this is from someone who says that they have had access to UFO footage. You know, this is a lot of what Dr. Stephen Greer talks about, right? Mm -hmm. Like this whole, this whole debate about whether they're evil, whether they're not evil. And, and we're sort of forced with people like Greer, you're forced into the idea that it's like, no, they're all benevolent. There's no evil ETs or there's no, 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 no extraterrestrial influence that is seeking to harm us. And anyone who says that is launching an operation to try to control people's minds. Yeah, I know. Right? Yeah. Or you have that guy who's saying uh, they're so powerful if they're able to traverse the would have already done away with us and so you can't have anything malevolent because they would have already done their malevolent things <laughs> right and then so forces you onto the other side and so this polarization these polar narratives where it's like well why can't it be nuanced and, yeah and be both at the same time be in the same, the same time. right like like it, yeah. okay just taking humanity as an example okay the human population human earth is filled with motives Okay, you have all sorts of different groups with different motives. If humans traveled the stars and made contact, but it, let's say you had different groups of humans, okay? Let's say you had, you know, uh, a more Star Trek Federation style group, but then you also had a sort of weird, creepy deep state group. You could have humans making contact in two different ways on one planet, and one group of humans would have a malevolent agenda and the others would have a benevolent agenda, but we'd still be the same species coming from the same planet mm -hmm. because it can vary. Even of course it can vary according to one species. So if you just think of it on that basic level, even if we're being contacted by one species, well, if there are species that developed on a planet, who knows how many different motives that one population has, okay. but then you expand it into the potential of many different species so, of course, there could be a panoply of motives and agendas. Why are we being pushed into believing that it's one or the other? That seems ridiculous. And, well, and, and then the, and the other question is, why would aliens, you know, okay, from, from, from the perspective that all aliens are good, you know, it's like, okay, well, they haven't, they haven't like in, invaded us yet or attacked us but then from another perspective why would they want to attack us like what really do we have to offer them that they couldn't get you know and some people are like well there's like precious metals or whatever and it's like but yeah but they they just found an asteroid that had like a quadruple quadruple amount of money of diamonds on this thing you know it would be like everybody could have like billion like 2 billion dollars for the whole planet 
of every single person of like the amount of money that that's found on this thing. So, <laughs> so it's like, okay, but then, you know, we're watching all of these movies in these shows and it's like, what do they really want? Well, they, they, it's like us, you know, we are what they want essentially. And, and, and that's what really what it looks like. So, you know, from one perspective, it's like, well, okay, they didn't invade us by like, here, we're going to fly a, you know, a thing over, you know, a UFO over DC and, and, you know, blow up DC and take over your planet. It's like, where? So, you know, I got into the philosophy of this actually in worlds within, uh, because in one of my worlds within series, I got into the, the, the basic philosophical debate that's going on here in terms of like the history of the galaxy, you know, this so-called history of the galaxy in terms of different races and this polar argument and it sort of breaks down to there is potentially species that believe in taking planets like ours and just using them as farms, mm-hmm. you know, just for resources and for manipulation, for control, for power, for all sorts of, you know, you have a control of a planetary population. There's lots you can do with that. And then there's apparently those that believe that planets should be used to cultivate evolution and free will. Right. And that's sort of like the two things that, you know, you have different ETs that fall into those different categories and that there has allegedly been galactic wars over this issue with the groups who want to just farm DNA Mm -hmm. in a certain direction for their own means and groups that want to farm DNA towards evolution and free will. Right, right. Right? Well, and it's like if you look at it, what's the number one I guess you could say money making industry on the planet. It's human trafficking. Human trafficking, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, what what would be the most valuable on our planet? Humans. I think our children. And More our children. than just humans, yeah. our children. I mean, I mean, for like an alien race that wants to yeah. conquer us, right? I and, think children are the most valuable because a child, yeah, is just pure potential. Yeah. So I, I think, um, so in some aspects, that's why I'm saying that what, what I'm alluding to is that the invasion probably already happened. We just don't know about it because it's not a, a physical invasion where they're like, okay, we're here, we're taking over. You know, it's like, well, they've, it seems like they've already taken over in a lot of ways. <laughs> so, yeah. And I do think there are good and negative one, like good ETs, there's negative ETs, just as they're good people, they're bad people. So exactly. I, I can't think, to me, it's like, it, I don't like that whole absolute thing. Like all ETs are good or all yeah. ETs are bad. You know, it's like, well, yeah, it's the same thing with humans. You can't yep. say all humans are bad and you can't say all humans are good. So it's like, you know, it just is the way it is. But all right, you guys, we're going to have to jump off here. And we we're, we're everywhere we're streaming, YouTube, Rumble, Ganjing World, Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, <laughs> all the above. Oh, and uh, we're going to head over to rise.tv. Where we're going to continue this conversation and say and talk about some things that we can't talk about on all these public channels um, due to censorship. So we'll get into some more of the grittier stuff here. We've got over, some good stuff. we got some yeah, good stuff. I got some updates yeah. on the Canadian government's war on natural health products that right. I'm going to get into deep into that and i'll get some stuff on antarctica and so many so many interesting things yeah we, we still didn't get through a lot so yeah the yeah. Antarctica stuff is cool so yeah so we're gonna head over to rise.tv so for just 9.99 a month you can come over and support what we do and our work and of course we have the q a that you get to ask us your questions directly in our in the live chat that we have on rise.tv and um, we also have the top 10 weirder news of the week. So some really cool stuff in that one too. So your, your, of course, your support lets us keep doing these videos and bringing you the truth that the censors don't want you to hear. So, all right, we're going to show a trailer and then we're going to head over to rise.tv. So we'll see you guys over there. Attention, attention. Have you ever heard of the rivalry between Coke and Pepsi? What if we told you that cola wars were just a big scam? Ever heard about a certain U.S. president helping popularize Pepsi in the USSR? 
or are the Soviet Union paid the Pepsi company in warships? Why are candy and cola makers like Nestle, Coke, and Pepsi sponsoring health studies? Why do internal emails at Coca-Cola look like they've tried to influence the World Health Organization? Have you ever wondered why the obesity epidemic is getting worse even though we know sugar is bad for us? Well, Edge of Wonder isn't a health show. No, it is not. All. And we already know we should be healthier. But what we found about the marketing manipulation behind our food products, that you were never supposed to know. Don't drink the Kool-Aid about the sugar industry, people, pun intended. Ben and I are about to shock you by how little choice you really have in what you eat. There's been a deliberate push for sugar on the world's citizens, and Rob and I are here to expose it. Today, we'll uncover the smoking gun sugar marketing that just may reveal how our behavior has been conditioned for generations. So join us as we dive into the truth about the big food agenda that's been building and building, and not just in your arteries. You won't believe what we found. All right, welcome back over to Rise TV. I was right. solving Nothing this. Nothing looks so trippy now with your green screen. <laughs> it does. Oh, it's crazy. The, the green is like completely gone. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Actually, I can see the yellow, you. The yellow too, a little bit. And the blue is yeah. there. That's funny, yellow and green. But I did, I was like working on it during the uh, 